What is up, my love? And welcome back to the 1% Woman Podcast. This is your host, Gabby. And today we are going to be having one of the most powerful conversations that you are ever going to hear on this show. Today, we are going to be talking all about the art of neutrality. And I'm so freaking excited besides shadow work, you guys, which you, you know how in love and obsessed I am with shadow work. Besides shadow work, I would say practicing this art of neutrality is without a doubt one of the most powerful healers to my anxiety and helping me overcome certain insecurities and really just being able to expand my emotional intelligence as a human and as a leader. So it's with no coincidence that doing shadow work and embodying neutrality these two things very much go hand in hand. They are very much built on the same foundations, which you will probably experience throughout this episode as I kind of share what this art of neutrality is and how you can start to practice it in your own life. But the reason that I wanted to bring this conversation to the episode is because whenever I find myself saying something to my clients time and time and time and time and time again, and I'm like, okay, this is, this is juicy stuff. This is good stuff that needs to be shared on the podcast. And one of the things that I say to my clients all of the time, you guys, all of the time, whenever they come to me with a limiting belief or an emotion or something that's happening to them or has happened to them, whenever they come to me with this, the first thing that I say to them is, that doesn't mean anything about you. And this is where we begin to practice the art of neutrality because it's all about not letting things that are happening in your life externally affect how you feel about yourself internally, not letting them have this positive or negative salience that causes you to lose your personal power. So I know this episode is going to bring you so much peace of mind while also helping you clear some of the major blockers that are stopping you from your desired manifestations. Okay, we're going to be talking about the power of neutrality through two different lenses today. The first one being being neutral to triggers that are happening in your outside world. And number two, through this idea of disattachment to your manifestations so that you can call them in more quickly and more easily. Then I'm going to share with you some of the things that I've done on my own personal journey to cultivate this power of neutrality and dive a little bit deeper into the ways that neutrality has completely changed my quality of life, my leadership, my relationship, myself, all the good things. So... Before we do, before we dive in, let's just give a general understanding of what neutrality actually is. Neutrality means that you are having no bias, no anticipation, or no judgment toward wanting positive situations or avoiding negative ones. Because if you are in this place of true neutrality, there really is no such thing as a positive or a negative. Everything is neutral. And when you can stay in this very neutral place, you can stay within your power. So when we look at the art of neutrality through the first lens, number one, through the lens of your emotional triggers, I am such a firm believer that things like anxiety, insecurity, stress, these things that we often wear as like a constant personality trait are because you are letting things in your outside world affecting how you are feeling internally. I know that I was such a massive, massive victim to this. I used to take everything in my life so personally, whether that was, for example, a client issue. A client would come to me and would have a complaint or be struggling on their journey, or maybe they would want to, they had something that happened and they needed to terminate their contract early. Like all of a sudden I would take that very, very personally, downward spiral into imposter syndrome, think that I'm not a good enough coach or a le good enough leader, 
Another example would be like a low cash month. Like if my income would drop one month, all of a sudden I would downward spiral into like, oh my gosh, am I made for this? Am I, what am I doing wrong? Am I not doing good enough? And it would lead to this internal chaos. Another thing that would happen in my personal life would be if people would cancel plans with me or if someone didn't want to hang out with me. I, oh, not that they didn't want to hang out with me, but they couldn't hang out with me uh, or be with me. I would take that so personally of, oh my God, like, I'm not good enough for you. You don't like me. I'm not a priority for you. Uh, I would tell myself all these stories that weren't true. Like literally they just like had a doctor's appointment and couldn't hang out with me or like their schedule didn't line up, but I would take it personally. And the reason that all of these things were happening, the reason that I was always taking things that were happening in my external world personally, and was like this very, very sensitive person in that sense who was very, very easily triggered is because I had so many unhealed wounds internally. And so my mind and my body saw these things that were happening, low cash months, people canceling plans on me, clients complaining. I saw all of them as a potential threat and therefore reacted in an emotional way. React being a huge keyword here, because when you are not in a place of neutrality, you are constantly emotionally reacting to things that are happening in your outside world. So the more inner pain, the more worries, the more fears, the more doubts and insecurities that you carry internally, the easier it is for you to be triggered emotion to into these like emotional reactions that lead to a downward spiral. I know for me, like when I first started my inner work journey, one of the major things that I said to my mentor on the beginning, the very first call was like, I just want it to be where there's like a dark cloud that like, we all have dark clouds. We all have dark moments. We all have hard times, but it would all, it would literally lead to a freaking tsunami. I would make one small dark cloud overcome my entire day. Another way to put it is like, as an entrepreneur, you are going to have to put out fires. There are going to be fires that you're going to have to put out inside of your business or inside of your life. Are you able to be a firefighter and put out the fire or do you just crumble and burn inside of it? And I I was at this place where any fire that would happen in my life, I would just completely burn down instead of being able to fight, like be able to respond in a way that was healthy and being able to put out the fire. It was almost like my emotions would add gasoline to it and make it even worse. Um, So one of the best analogies for this is like, you know, how people like to like poke the bear and there's some people that you can poke because they can take it. There's some people that you can't poke because they will literally crumble or they'll literally they the bear will wake up and come back screaming and clawing and fighting and that was me because I was so triggered to any type of criticism anything that was happening in my outside world and ultimately this would lead to a very vicious cycle because I would whenever I would react in this unwanted way in this very emotional way I would be so disappointed in myself for getting triggered and it only continued to keep me in this place of feeling like a victim to what was happening in my outside world, allowing that to change how I was feeling about myself internally. Um, And it made it even more difficult to find neutrality. When you're constantly seeing your life through the lens of your own perspective bias and your perspective bias is filled with wounding, insecurity, pain, hurt, fear, worry, doubt, then you aren't going to be able to see the truth of what's actually going on. 
You're only going to be able to see it through your perspective bias, which is littered with all this toxicity, littered with all of these, this like heightened emotion. And you aren't able to actually see the truth. And when you can't see the truth, how can you lead yourself through it or anyone else through it in the best way? Your greatest power is going to be able to be to see things for how they truly are, whether you are a leader, an entrepreneur, or just a, a, a in your, your day-to-day life, in your relationships, in your business, in whatever it is. Being able to see things for how they truly are instead of making them mean something about you is so powerful because instead of reacting to it, now you're able to mindfully respond to it in a healthy way. Neutrality is one of the best ways to improve your emotional intelligence, stay in control of your emotions. And I bet you when you're able to find this place of neutrality of not making things mean something about you, not giving them some type of like positive or negative salience and just being able to see them without judgment, without bias for how they truly are, you will be able to take away 99% of your anxiety. You will be able to build up this inner resilience, this personal power. And when you heal these inner wounds that constantly are triggering you into this reactive state, you'll be able to fully step into this. I think one of the best nervous system hacks that are currently out there, you guys know, like nervous system regulation is like the new trending thing right now. But I think one of the best nervous system hacks is being able to learn how to be neutral to your outside world so that your body never actually goes into this fight or flight mode because you don't perceive things as a threat. And that's the key is the, the key here to finding neutrality, like the, the when we you know dig deep all the way to the root, is to the root of like how to find neutrality, is to no longer perceive things in your outside world as a threat. And in order to do that, in order to stop perceiving things in your outside world as a threat, we need to heal all the things internally that have made it that way. We need to heal all the stories, all the limiting beliefs, all the wounds, all the pain that feel threatened by criticism or feel threatened by failure or mistakes or comments that people make or um, rejection, things like that. When you stop seeing those things as a threat to yourself, then you no longer will have this like emotional reaction to it. You could say very neutral uh, and actually see the truth of what's happening and be able to respond in the best way. Keep your regular, keep your nervous system regulated and healthy and not go into this fight or flight mode where you're overly defensive or you isolate and hide. All right, so that's neutrality through the first lens. And oh my gosh, you guys, it has been so powerful for me to be able to cultivate neutrality for myself to things that are happening in my outside world. And it really does, it's almost like a byproduct of doing the inner work, which segues me right into discussing neutrality through the lens of detachment, which I know has been a huge, huge hurdle for me and a major challenge for a lot of my clients who really struggle to find this balance between, hey, I'm so passionate, driven, goal-oriented, so how do I find neutral detachment from the outcome? And to me, the best way that I've been able to practice detachment, it's definitely something that I am working on, but it is going from this idea of, I need this to happen in this way at this time, versus, hey, claiming this is what I desire to happen and I'm going to show up as if it's already true and trust that by taking the inspired action, my manifestation will come true or something even better will come through. Because when you are so attached to something, 
there's no neutrality around that. There's a lot of emotional charge. You're in this place of needing and forcing. And ultimately that energy, that needing forcing energy is going to block you from being able to see other ways that it's meant to come through. It's going to burn you out. It's going to make you feel super unhappy. I mean, just think of this in the context of a relationship. Whenever someone's so attached and so needing to have this like anxious attachment style, or maybe it's an avoidant attachment style, this, this emotional attachment that you have to your manifestations is ultimately blocking it. Just like in a relationship, that is an ultimate turnoff, being so attached to it. Um, so finding this place of neutrality around the outcome or around your manifestations can actually be a really, really necessary and important thing to learn how to embody when you're looking to call it in. It really just ultimately widens the playing field of possibilities of experiencing the certain outcome that you are looking to experience. So disattach from the things that you're, you are claiming. And the other piece of this that I don't think is talked about enough is when you are creating disattachment from the, the things that you are working towards, that you are growing into, I also think we need to talk about disattachment from the things that you are walking away from. Because I think a lot of times we carry some emotional baggage from our past. We carry around this negative energy or this like really heavy weight from because we haven't fully let go of the things from our past. We also need to Yes, we need to detach from the things that we are desiring to call in in our future, but we need to also detach from the things that we have once defined ourselves by in our past and really create safety around the things that you are truly allowing yourself to let go of. The old identities, the old beliefs, the old people, the old relationships, the old ways of living and doing things that don't no longer align with your truth. So I think those are really two super important things to disattach from and create neutrality around. Feeling very neutral around anything that's happened in your past and neutral around whatever outcome you're looking for in your future is the ultimate recipe to calling in your manifestations. So that's kind of, I think to me, the art and the power of neutrality through these two different lenses of emotional triggers and disattachment. Now you're probably asking yourself, okay, Gab, how do I find neutrality? How do I start to practice it? And it's definitely not super easy, but the very, very first place that you need to start is start observing your emotions as if you're talking to it versus identifying with it. Start listening to yourself think instead of identifying with your thoughts. This is where we begin to actually do the inner healing. I think a lot of times when we're doing personal development work or mindset work, we're just continuing to think more and feel more and and attaching ourselves to those things that are coming up for you. Instead of attaching to it, just literally listen and observe as if like you're, you're like this third party. Something that I say to my clients all the time when they are bringing to me these limiting beliefs or emotions or things that are happening is like, hey, let's zoom out. Let's zoom out, remove all the bias that we have that we're bringing to the situation. Zoom out and look at the facts. Look at what's actually happening here. And with that, you remove yourself from this emotional reactive place and you're in this place of mindfully responding observing your emotions. A lot of people like to label their emotions, which is great, or label the voices in your head, the thoughts that you're having, which are great too. So then you're no longer identifying with them. That's one of the, and recognizing that like any emotion that you're feeling, any thought that you're having, it's not a good thought or a good emotion. It's not a bad thought or a bad emotion. It is just what it is. And you don't have to identify it or make it something that is black and white, good or bad. So that's, 
the first thing. I think the second thing that segues me right into that is the key point of healing that helped me find so much neutrality was practicing the law of duality, which the law of duality is basically the process of getting out of these cycles of black and white, good versus bad thinking, where you stop seeing anything as good and bad. You avoid labeling experiences with this type of like good, bad label. And instead you start viewing them on this spectrum is what the law of duality really talks about. It's like everything has a light side and a dark side. And when you start viewing things on this spectrum, you're able to see the true like richness of life that everything has lightness and darkness. And you start to work towards, especially when it comes to parts of yourself. I do this this with a lot of my clients and this is really why where i think shadow work and the law of neutrality really start to intertwine is you're you're working on finding very a lot of neutrality around certain parts of yourself that you hold whether it's a flaw or a mistake or an insecurity and you don't view it as a good thing or a bad thing you just view it as what it is and it really allows you to integrate these opposing forces within yourself the darkness and lightness within yourself so that you can become a more whole individual so that you can find and start integrating different aspects of your personality finding a middle ground and how you can alchemize the dark sides and how you can really also alchemize the light sides at the same time and have this like flexible thinking type of attitude where you stop trying to fit things into a box of good or bad bad, black and white, all or nothing, and you're able to really zoom out and see the full big picture that can really help you see and create neutral thinking and not bring your judgment or your bias to the situation or to the emotion or to the thought. So seeing big picture um, can help you really start to see beyond the minute roadblocks along the way. Another great example of this uh, for finding neutrality that I like to use is just think about when you step on the scale every single day, how can you be neutral to the number on the scale? Well, you can see the big picture of like, what do I actually care about? I care about the way that I look. I care about being the healthiest version of myself. And if those two things I'm taking care of, we're good. The number on the scale should not rock you one way or the other. It's not good that the number's up. It's not, or it's not good that the number's down. It's not bad that the number's up. The number is the number. And when you don't give it a weight, you don't give it an emotion, you don't attach yourself to it, you zoom out and you look at the bigger picture of the process, whether it is a weight loss process or it is a maintenance process or it is a muscle growth process, you see the bigger picture, then that one small minute scale weight doesn't change. doesn't make you feel some type of way about yourself. You don't take it personally. So that's number three. Number four is having empathy towards other people. So for me, like whenever I have been doing work on certain parts of myself or certain insecurities that I have, I like to think about, okay, like what would I, if, if I knew that someone else was feeling this way about themselves, number one, what would I think about that? And number two, what would I tell them to think about it for themselves? And when I would tell anyone to view an insecurity that they have with themselves with neutrality and compassion and grace and empathy. And when I'm able to do that, I'm able to be that much more empathetic with myself and these parts of myself. So being able to find neutrality has really helped me see when people are showing up in a wounded or triggered state and have more empathy and compassion towards them because I'm able to also do that for myself. And when I do do that, it makes it easier to do that for myself, to be more compassionate with myself, to be more graceful with myself, to be more empathetic towards myself. And the way is that maybe I do react 
and I can say, hey, that was a reaction. And next time, this is this is what we're going to learn from the situation. And this is how we're going to respond next time. Or this situation doesn't have to be a good thing. It doesn't have to be a bad thing. It can just be what is. How do we respond in the best way? And the last tip that I have for you when it comes to finding neutrality is really getting super, super crystal clear on what are your standards and what are your values and what are your boundaries. Because the more that you can set these clear, crystal clear standards, values, and boundaries for yourself. It can help you almost like eliminate your personal bias or eliminate this clouded, potential clouded judgment that you could have in a particular moment to say yes to something that you would genuinely want to say no to, but you say yes anyway. Uh, Or because you feel some emotionally some type of way towards the situation. So you are reacting in an from that emotional place and doing something or saying something or being someone that you wouldn't typically do or say or be. But when you have crystal clear standards, values, and boundaries for how you operate, now you're no longer bringing emotion to the situation. You are bringing more logic of like, hey, this is actually my standard, my value, and my boundary here, and I'm going to uphold it without letting my emotions kind of cloud the judgment. And that's where you're able to have more neutrality around these these things that could be happening in your outside world. Um, so those are some different tips and tricks for how you can find neutrality. Ultimately, finding neutrality with your thoughts really just creates so much peace of mind. Uh, for me, it's helped me clear so much of, of my anxiety and also so much of like my negative self-talk that I used to struggle with because I no longer let th- that consume me. I no longer take things personally. Emotionally, it taught me to stay so much more grounded and in a more positive emotional state more frequently throughout my day as opposed to the second that I, it used to be that the second that I would get triggered into a negative emotion, I would just kind of downward spiral. And it's not that anymore. Whenever I do get triggered to a negative emotion, because we all do, and emotions aren't good or bad, they just are on, again, the spectrum. So a a great example of this. This is a good example. Okay. A good example of an emotional thing that I often experience is grief. I lost my dad two years ago. And so there's times where grief comes up for me. And that used to be very, very dark for me. And now when I see grief, I see grief from a very neutral place as grief is actually also the exact same as love. Because you only grieve for something that you once loved. And so anytime that I do experience grief, I let myself honor that emotion from a very neutral place of like, this isn't a bad thing that's happening or coming up for me right now. And I try to get turn the grief into love and gratitude and uh, I'm able to really pivot myself out of that dark place pretty quickly. And so that is, that is clear, clear, crystal clear, the art of neutrality. Um, neutrality also just like allows me to stay grounded in certain circumstances that I once would have been triggered to, whether that's like taking criticism off the back and like not letting it affect me, uh, actually taking criticism and implementing it, like making positive changes to myself and my life and my business because of it, because I'm no longer taking it personally. It's actually helped me be able to move the needle forward in a lot of different areas, And also my relationships. Being able to practice neutrality in your relationships is huge, especially your closest relationships, your most intimate ones. They are genuinely, naturally going to be the most triggering to you. So when you are able to practice neutrality to these triggers that come up, 
you're going to have a way higher quality of relationships because you're not constantly going to be on this like roller coaster yo-yo of emotions where you're taking things that people are doing, saying, being to you personally when it's likely that it's not meant personal. It's not meant to hurt you. It's just only been taken personally and hurt because there is something internally that needs to be worked through. So to find to neutrality, do your inner work, do your inner work, do your inner healing, healing your relationship with yourself, healing the wounds is going to make it so that you are less vulnerable and you are less sensitive and really start to build that, um, that toughness, like become that bear that it doesn't get, that doesn't react to the poke. That is, that is what I encourage you to embody because ultimately the key takeaway here is that the power of duality or sorry, the power of neutrality when you learn how to practice it, when you are neutral, you're able to overcome any limitation that is oh, any limitation or anything that is currently getting in the way from you reaching your full potential here. Because any limitation is seen as very neutral, as something that you can overcome. And in fact, probably as something that is only going to propel you forward. So hope this episode was helpful for you guys. Hope that you learned something. Go practice the art of neutrality. Uh, go do some inner healing and figure out or ask yourself what has been triggering me recently and why has it been triggering me and heal that so that it stops becoming a trigger to you or start to try to see the other side of it as, hey, if something that you are perceiving to be bad or negative, how can you see the other side of duality? Where is it potentially helpful or positive can be a really amazing practice. And this is where we start to dive into different shadow work um, approaches that I freaking love. And this is what I do with all of my clients to help them clear out uh, some of these, some of these blockages that they're struggling with internally or these inner insecurities that they only see through the lens of their negativity bias, instead of being able to also see the lightness and uh, gifts that lie inside. So I'm just rambling again, once and for all, these outros just become long, long, long. Hope that this episode was helpful for you guys. If it was, please, please, please leave it a five-star review, leave it a comment, send it to someone who you know needs to hear it, and I'll talk to you all next time. Bye, guys.